Welcome to Healing the Podcast with your host, Ashlyn Tori. I am a heels and burlesque instructor, a confidence mentor, and the creator of High Vibe Heels, living in the gorgeous mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. In this safe and sacred portal, we will be having intentional conversations about dancing in a heel, spirituality, self-love, sensuality, conscious business, and even more juicy topics that I hope empower you to show up in the world as your boldest and brightest self. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Now let the magic begin. Hello, angels, and welcome back to Healing the Podcast. Today's guest is one of my most highly requested guests. If you are in Asheville, you know who this fabulous lady is, Kathleen Hahn, the owner and head teacher of Dance Club Asheville. Dance Club is a dance studio here in Asheville specializing in pole dance, but at this point has so many various styles and classes to choose from and Kathleen opened DCA in 2016 and since then it has absolutely blown up. She has created a huge community of badass babes celebrating their bodies, celebrating their strength, celebrating their uniqueness and I am just so inspired by the way that she leads, her business savvy, how she's created this really safe space for people to come and just feel really hot. (laughs) And in this episode, we cover Kathleen's dance background, how she got into pole, where the name dance club came to be. I loved this story, jumping before you're ready, managing energies in a class setting, what it takes to build a thriving business and the frustrations of being put into a box as a dancer. This was a topic that I love that we covered because it can be really easy when you do something that people like for them to just put you into that box and It can be frustrating as an artist when you really want to cover the spectrum of creating and dancing and we dive into that topic, which I loved. And I also really enjoyed getting to see the side of Kathleen. I've been working for her as an instructor for I Do Dances, which is where we teach wedding couples their first dance for about a year now. And I've always been in awe of just how grounded she is and how well she manages so many things happening in her business at once. I know overwhelm is like a huge thing for me when it comes to business and just managing schedules and time and how to fit everything in. And she gives so much good insight on this topic. It was truly inspiring to hear how she created this life of freedom, and she gives amazing tips for business owners and dancers who want to create a magical life that focuses on their passions and just living vibrantly and authentically. Kathleen is authentically herself, and that's something we talk about a lot in this episode, and I just adore her for it. I think she's just so funny and so cute and so smart and sexy and all the things. She really just embraces her entire spectrum of being. <laughs> and I just find that really inspiring as someone who tends to put themselves in a box a lot as a Capricorn. I feel like I really enjoy a label. <laughs> and so this is a great podcast to realize that labels and boxes are just limiting us. And when we embrace the fullness of who we are, that's when we can really create true success. So without further ado, let's get into this really fun episode with the queen of DCA, Kathleen Hahn. Kathleen, welcome to Healing the Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. We are currently recording from my home, feeling very cozy and just excited to dive in to all the juiciness of your dance background, how Dance Club Asheville came to be, and just get to know you a little bit deeper because I feel like so many people see the end product that is DCA and there's so much more to you and what it actually took to make the business dream a reality um, than people may realize. So I can't wait to get into all of it. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for asking me. <laughs> You're so welcome. So I would love to start off with just some rapid fire questions that I ask all of my guests. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to know what's a song you can't stop dancing to right now. Well, um, that's, that's a complicated question. Okay. Cause <laughs> it changes yeah. often. Uh-huh. And also I am constantly feeling like I'm not finding enough new music that inspires me. Yeah. Um, So when I do, it is very exciting and, but it's, it's been like pretty rare these days. Yeah. But after the party, you know them? Mm -hmm. It's a group. Yeah. Yeah. That just, that just really gets me going. That's a bop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's great. And what is something that's currently lighting up your soul right now? You know, um, I, it's, I am excited that there, there are still things about pole that I haven't, I feel like I haven't dived in as deeply as I want to. Mm -hmm. On the other side of it, I, I'm also like always having a hard time finding the time to do that. Right. You know, so I get excited about it, but then I also... I'm challenged to find the time. Mm, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's just like, it's exciting that I am still, um, so curious about like all the different aspects of pole, mm-hmm. even though it's been, you know, I've been doing it for a little over eight years. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what feels that's what feels good when I have have the time to do that. Right, because you're such a busy person, which we will get into. So finding the time, I'm sure, is just hard because you're pouring so much into your business, but also it's so important to pour into yourself so you can mm-hmm. pour back into your business. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. this like never ending cycle yeah. when it comes to being a dancer and a teacher and all the things. Yeah. So that's exciting to know that you still get excited about yeah. it. Because I think people sense that, especially in class, they can tell if you're excited or not. And you always seem yeah. very excited yeah. <laughs> about full. So. <laughs> yeah. um, and this podcast is called Healing. So I would love to know what is something that you are proud of healing or currently in process of healing. And this can be emotional, spiritual, physical, energetic, anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that you know, before I, before I started teaching dance in Asheville, like even before I opened the pole studio, mm-hmm. I was basically on a mission to bring the fun back into dance because mm-hmm. I'd gotten to a point when I was in New York and doing more modern dance mm-hmm. and it was just like kind of hurting my body and, um, just, uh, if I was performing, it would be like six months to a year of rehearsing something Mm -hmm. and then getting like one performance, like one night, you know? Yeah. Um, so just, it was just kind of like pulled the the joy out of, out of dance for me. Yeah. So just kind of being proud of myself for recognizing that, you know, if I, if I just like kind of shift the way that I I think about dance, Mm -hmm. that I'm just reminded that it's fun. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a great reminder too. I feel like I was definitely in the same point when I was leaving the ballroom industry, just feeling like this isn't what I thought it was going to be. This is not fun for me anymore. Yeah. And being able to find whether it's a space or a community or a type of dance that gives you that feeling is so important because we dance first of all, because it's fun. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. all of these things, all these expectations that we have kind of override that. And so it's really cool to be able to come back to it. And I feel like that's again, something we'll get into later, but that's why dance club is so successful because you kind of balance this like fun element and this lightheartedness with, okay, we're going to train, we're going to work our asses off. We're going to do all those things, but it's still at the end of the day, the focus is on the fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. I think that's what people need. People don't need to like be stressed out about their passions and their hobbies. They need it to be fun. And so I love that. Yeah. 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 For sure. Especially as people come in, you know, like, creating a dance studio for adults, yeah, you know, and, right. and like, uh, having a space that for, for people that like a lot of people that didn't have the opportunity to dance when they were kids, yes. you know? Right. Um, so that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't start dancing until I was 16 and you've been oh, yeah? doing it so long. It's like cool to see how wow. I'm sure it's evolved so many times for you. Yeah. Starting that that Mm -hmm. young. And just to know that you're still thriving and loving it now, it's just very inspiring to me because I'm like, we can keep going. Yeah. (laughs) There's always the fun to find it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this question is a very fun question. If you were a heel, in your case, a pole heel, what would you look like? So color, texture, pattern, what would be you if you were a heel? Yeah. Yeah. So it would be... I mean, I'd have to go with an eight-inch heel, mm-hmm. okay. and it would be the sparkliest, sparkly, <laughs> sparkle, sparkle that you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, glitter, you know, glitter, sparkle, but so blingy that, you know, it's all, it's almost blinding. Yes. But in a, in a good way. I love that. Yeah, so it would be that. It would change color. Ah, oh, yes. Depending on... Just depending Your on mood. the day, I love it. <laughs> I think you've come up with a great business idea. <laughs> it would also so shoot cute. fireworks out of the heel. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Fi- yeah. F- fireproof friendly <laughs> fireworks. I love that. That is so cute. You would really make an entrance with those heels, especially if you were up on the pole and it started doing the fireworks. Like uh-huh. Nobody's ever seen that before, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. Oh my goodness. Okay, so before we dive into your incredibly successful career as a studio owner, I want to take it way back to baby Kathleen, who was dancing at three, which is mm-hmm. such a young age to dance. And mm-hmm. I love that you started that young. So I want to know like where that spark came from. How did you get into dance that young? Kind of mm-hmm. a little bit about that dance background. Yeah, so my sister is four years older than me. And so she, she was taking ballet. So, you know, it's like the older sibling, like you want to do everything mm-hmm. they do. So that's, that's definitely how it started. And yeah, the school that I went to basically from three until I went away to school of the arts for high school. So like three to 16, mm-hmm. um, it was a, like a pretty serious ballet studio like that that's pretty much all we all we did was ballet wow yeah i mean there's like a little bit of jazz thrown in there Mm -hmm. every once in a while 
And to, to me at the time, you know, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was like, I didn't know anything else. Right. But like looking back, like, or once, once I got into modern dance, I, you know, I, I, I wish that that had been something they offered, you mm-hmm. know, at a young age. Cause yeah. it's just so much more expressive mm-hmm. and so, so much easier to personalize. Yeah. Yeah, so I was pretty serious about ballet, mm-hmm. and yeah, went to school of the arts as, as a it was a boarding school. Right. So I lived there for the last two years of high school. As much as I loved ballet, I I didn't feel super serious about it, like in a healthy way, because mm-hmm. I have actually a lot of friends that I went to school with that were pretty broken. Mm-hmm. by just like the harshness of the ballet world and the the crazy ass mm-hmm. teachers yeah. and uh the weighing you after oh um tw- twice a year one of them being after christmas break oh my that's God. when they would weigh so you dramatic. yeah that's insane i've yeah. heard horror stories about the, the ballet world so yeah. It's a good thing that you've got out when you do Yeah. It. Yeah. I just like I loved I loved my time at School of the Arts, mm-hmm. but it was mainly because I was surrounded by so many different artists. Yeah. And it, I mean that that weren't just dancers, mm-hmm. like actors and musicians mm-hmm. and and film people and visual arts and yeah. So I was just so grateful to be surrounded by so much creativity yeah. and people that just like celebrated your weirdness. I love that. Yeah. 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 So I like, luckily I just wasn't really caught up in the, mm. I mean, right. I took it seriously, but not so much that I really cared, you know, yeah. if, if I got some, some, some kind of critique or, right. you know, but I also knew that, I mean, for the most part, if you want to become a professional ballet dancer, you 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 don't go to college. You go right. straight into a company mm-hmm. right after high school. Yeah. And and I knew that I was that wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't like right that good, mm-hmm. or d- did I have the desire to right. be? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was never a good turner. Yeah. <laughs> you really have to. You really have to be able to turn. Oh my God. Well. Yeah. And I don't know how to, I don't really know how to learn. At, yeah. I mean, I think it's like a, like you're kind of born with it. Yeah. Turning is challenging. Yeah. I just remember I had no ballet backgrounds and I went straight into ballroom. And then when I went to college for dance, I had to take ballet class. And uh-huh. I was like, doing it as an adult, that is yeah. a whole that's that, a whole trip. I bet that's so hard. <laughs> because yeah. Because I feel like that muscle memory is built at such a young age, you know? And like you're saying, they're just things that if you don't learn them young or if you're not born with it in that case, it's uh-huh. really hard. Yeah. But it was it was good for me to be able to like have that technical experience. But yeah. never having it and then trying it was like Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. It was so different. And I just remember being in college and like taking the improv classes and taking, you know, like the modern class and we were the ballroom dancers and we were just like so structured and stiff. And these modern dancers were just like so flowy and eccentric. And I was like, how do they move like that? Uh-huh. I could not get that in my body. Cause I had always been like ballroom is very structured like ballet, but in like different ways. And so I'm like, I'm supposed to just move. Yeah. Music without choreography? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a weird thing. And then after 
getting your BFA in modern dance, you moved to New York where you trained and danced and made dance films and went to cooking school and worked as a personal trainer and yoga instructor and you made customized exercise videos. Uh That is insane. That is (laughs) so many things. And then you moved back to North Carolina and started I Do Dances, which is what I currently am part of, choreographing wedding couples, their first dance, which is so fun. So that is so much. Like you were hustling during that time. So I would love for you to talk a bit about that experience because I feel like, again, so many people look at the end results of where someone's at now and Mm -hmm. see your success, but there was so much trial and error and Mm self-discovery before you got to dance club. So kind of talk about that and what that was like, just trying all the things. Yeah. You know, New York was actually a little bit of a struggle for me, Mm -hmm. even though I lived there, well, in total for nine years. Wow, yeah. Um, But because so many people I went to school with, they, they just everybody talks about like, oh, I'm going to move to New York Mm -hmm. after, after school because, you know, there's so much art going on there. And so that was always the plan. And I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't think for a second that I might not be that into New York. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So did you visit before you moved? Yeah. Yeah. I visited Mm -hmm. a few times. Yeah, Yeah. Friends. But yeah, it's really hard to get a feel for the, yeah, the day-to-day grind, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It was kind of a strange time. I, cause I'd say probably like a year and a half to two years into Mm -hmm. moving to New York, I was like, I want to move to Asheville. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And I would think about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but there's, there were so many things that would end up keeping me there. I mean, and so many things that I appreciate about New York that yeah. um, just like no other city has to offer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think it, I, I, need, I needed to be there, even okay. though it, it, it was never a place that like really felt like home. Mm-hmm. It was just, um, yeah, it was a place where I learned a lot. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But yeah, in my 20s, I was definitely like the queen of self-help books. Mm, I yeah. love that. What's one oh. of your favorites? I really like Pima Chodron. Okay. Yeah, she's, uh, I think she'd be considered like like mindfulness uh-huh. meditation yeah. teacher. Yeah, man. It's been so long. That's um, so cool. John Cabot, Cabot Zen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of him. Wherever you go, there you are. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Do you feel like that contributed? I feel like you're a very calm person. And I feel Uh like, especially being a studio owner, you have to handle a lot of different things and people and energies and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. money and, you know, all the things. So do you think that helped you do that? Or have you always just been kind of like calm and can handle a lot of things going on at once? I think that's, I think it's probably pretty, pretty natural. Mm -hmm. Like a, like, part of my yeah. personality. Yeah. Cool. I think I was always the friend that was like the, the mediator, you know, <laughs> I love that. Like it didn't take anybody's side, yeah. but just like trying to help everybody mm-hmm. get along. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I feel like there's a lot of similarities between, so my experience was kind of in Salt Lake, not New York. I would have never survived New York City. <laughs> I just know that I, I visited a couple times and I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm romanticized the idea yeah. of being a dancer in New York. But I always knew that that's just not 
my personality. Yeah. So anyway, I lived in Salt Lake and when I was going through that time, I wanted to live here so badly because I grew up near Asheville. I wanted to live here, but uh-huh. I knew that I needed to be there for my dancing and for my training. So that was also the time that I was like reading all the self-help books and doing uh-huh. all the meditations and the healing. And so it's funny because like, I feel like in those spaces are so much growth happened. So I look back on that experience and I'm so grateful for that time, but also I'm like, would never move back. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's really during that time, do you feel like it was just kind of throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks? Were you really just trying to figure out what you wanted to do? Or were you always like, I have a goal of having a studio? What was that always kind of the goal? Yeah, I never, I never was really interested in opening a studio. Okay. Yeah. Until way later. Yeah. Yeah. And I I really hadn't taught dance. I I didn't teach dance until I actually moved to Asheville. Okay. For the wedding couples. Was that your first time? Well, I was also teaching jazz funk. Oh, fun. <laughs> Don't go on YouTube and look oh up videos. So Unless funny. you want to, yeah, be really embarrassed for me. Yeah, you can do that. I feel like that's how I feel about my early YouTube channel videos. I'm like, my most popular video has so many views. And I'm like, I can't believe, oh, yeah. I can't oh, believe yeah? so many people... I've seen this. What is it? It's just one of my first like Latin dance tutorials and uh-huh. it's so cringe. And I can't delete it because it's what brings a lot of people to my channel. Yeah. But you just think that many people have seen this. You know, it's like one of those things where you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but that's so cool. So you taught jazz funk. Jazz funk and then burlesque. Yes. Yeah. And then um, but also, also while doing the, yeah, the wedding couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The whole sticking thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like, um, you know, having come from like an, like being a dancer, an artist, mm-hmm. not just really feeling like I'm not going to be satisfied in, unless I'm doing something for work that, right. that feels really good to me Mm -hmm. you know like being able to be be creative and Mm -hmm. and like sharing something that I'm good at with you know with the world Mm -hmm. so so definitely you know probably put a lot of pressure on myself to 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 find that but and that that's probably why I was so tortured kind of in a way for so long Yeah. yeah but when the dance studio happened it really did feel like this awesome combination of so many things that I was doing, Mm -hmm. like in the the parts that I liked of each of those Mm -hmm. things, like all coming together, Mm -hmm. you know, getting, getting to teach, getting to share dance Mm -hmm. with people, having a reason to create. Right. Cause sometimes that can be hard for me. Like if I don't have a specific reason to choreograph or create, Mm -hmm. then it just doesn't come out as easily. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was, it, it, it was nice when it finally came all together. Yeah. And what was, I guess the catalyst for that? Like, were you all of a sudden you were back in Asheville, you were like, I just want to have a space to teach or did someone like, you know, tell you, Hey, you should open a studio. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. So I, I had been in Asheville for five years and I was doing, I was like teaching the couples mm-hmm. and then, and teaching jazz funk and burlesque and it was above uh, Loretta's cafe right yeah that's so cool yeah Loretta was so so generous in letting me 
um, use her space. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I just got to a point where I didn't really know like what was next, like mm-hmm. how I could grow mm-hmm. what I had started. Right. And I was also feeling like, like Asheville was small. Yeah. And I wanted more opportunities to dance mm-hmm. and yeah. take whatever class I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I decided to move back to New York for, okay. and that ended up being a, a year and a half. Yeah, I thought it was there. And, um, yeah, that's definitely the hardest transition I've ever, ever made because well, yeah. I did, I had really created like a community mm-hmm. in Asheville and, you know, when people knew me as a, like a, a teacher and like, you know, very much part of the dance community. And I was like, Oh, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I was leaving all that. Right. But there, you know, but there was, yeah, there was something that just like did, you know, just fell mm-hmm. off. And yeah. like, I just, I, so I kind I, I had to do that. I had to like really switch it all up to, yeah. to really figure out what, right. what was next. So yeah, so I'd been really curious about pole uh, before I moved to New York, but the main reason, well, one of the main reasons I was moving to New York was because I wanted to get more into burlesque. Mm-hmm. So, I love that. I yeah. this about your story. So yeah. Excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been doing, yeah, I've been doing burlesque in Asheville for a while. And, so cool. uh, yeah, I wanted to, to check out, you know, cause New York has a oh, huge burlesque scene. So yeah. So that was the original plan. And so I, d- I did, I did some of that. I performed some here and there, but I think kind of realized pretty quickly that it's just the whole, like making your own costume thing. <laughs> you have to be, you, really you have to be good at that. Yeah. I mean, the people that are really serious about it. So good at that. Oh my God. I could never. And just the <laughs> time never. they put into it. The patience is not there for me. Yeah. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a crafty person. Yeah. And oh so. Gosh, that's so crazy. That's such a like interesting thing that you would be like, yep, this isn't for me because that's a huge element. Of yeah. Yeah. It really is a huge part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So funny. Quick question, babe. Have you ever dreamed of designing a product, service, or brand harnessing your unique gifts? impacting women all over the world with your purpose, having the freedom and flexibility to spend your days as you choose and being your own boss, creating multiple streams of income that allow you to live the bold, adventurous, glamorous life of your dreams. I remember desiring all of these things I just mentioned, but not having a clue how to get there. It took me so long, years and years, to go full-time in my business. I ran around in circles, spending over $10,000 on courses and programs that just didn't teach me what I really needed or desired to know. But through inner work and self-discovery, mentorship, taking consistent aligned action and never giving up, my business finally took off and High Vibe Heels became my full-time gig. But even so, it was such a long journey to get there. And let's be real, not always a pleasant one. (laughs) Business courses can be so boring and it's hard to find one that includes everything you need to know to get started on your entrepreneurial journey successfully, which is exactly why I created my course, Creatrix Biz Builder. What is a creatrix, you may ask? 
A creatrix is a creatress, a woman who is deeply connected to herself and to the feminine source of creative power. She gives rise to desires, gives birth to ideas and life of all kinds. She's not afraid to bring her ideas forth into the world and she drips with magic, confidence, sensuality, and opportunity. And unlike other business courses, this course is fun, it's aesthetically beautiful, and teaches you everything you need to know to launch a soulful, creative business. We dive into discovering our soul's purpose, high vibe leadership and mindset rituals, including dance classes, EFT tapping videos, and more. We learn how to craft our conscious business on the back end, building a website, legalities, design, organization. We cover social media and marketing, including YouTube, Instagram, podcasting, and emails, how to create your own products and courses, and sacred selling, AKA making more cash money, honey. This course includes seven do-at-your-own-pace modules that are jam-packed with everything you need to know to be a badass creatrix business owner. And the best part is this course is under $1,000, which is absolutely crazy for the business world. It is impossible to find a course with this amount of information for this price. And I'm offering a sexy deal as we enter into my favorite season, which is fall for $200 off, $200 off. <laughs> so just click the link in the show notes and use the code bizbaddy to get $200 off your purchase of Creatrix Biz Builder. That's bizbaddy to get $200 off your purchase of CBB. Are you ready to have the soulful business of your dreams and show up as the creatrix you were destined to be? So you decided that when you were in New York that, okay, this isn't going to work. Yeah. I was like, uh -huh. and, and yeah, like, I mean, it probably happened kind of around the same time. Okay. Like I took my first pole class. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, I like That's this. It. I like <laughs> this. And you trained with someone that had the first pole studio in New York. Yeah. That's crazy to think yeah. about. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. And I think, I think it might've been at least one of the first five studios to open in the country. That's amazing. Yeah. That is so cool. You were yeah. like really early in the game, the pioneers of pole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it had probably are, it had been open for like eight years when okay. I, yeah, when cool. I found it. That's very cool. Cause Asheville didn't have anything like that. Right. When you opened up the studio, I mean, well, not when I had the idea, okay. but by the time I moved back, like a year and a half later, Empyrean had opened. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So they were the first in Asheville. Okay. Yeah. So I opened like a year after them. Mm -hmm. But uh, what was that like opening a studio for the first time? Were you prepared for what that entailed? Do you feel like you had an understanding of what that would be like? Because I feel oh like that's God. a huge undertaking. Yeah. People, you know, dancers all the time are like, I want to open a studio. And then you talk to them like five years after doing it. And they were like, just think about it first before you jump in because it's like a really big deal, you know? Yeah. It's your whole life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was definitely learning as I went. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's just like, there were, I mean, there were so many things that yeah. I wouldn't have expected to... Mm -hmm to have to deal with right. or, and, and I was, I, w I was like prepared to be the only teacher for at least the first year, Yeah, which luckily actually did, 
didn't happen. Mm. I ended up getting a lot of help. But yeah, when I opened the studio, I had, I had only been pole dancing for a year. Wow. Yeah. That's and I, I mean, it was still hard for me to invert. Like, wow. yeah. And I was really nervous about that. And I was like, <laughs> just as long as I stay one step ahead of my students, I'll be okay. That's a great mindset though, because I feel like so many people feel like they have to have years and years and years and they almost like talk themselves out of doing the thing, mm-hmm. but you're never really ready. I feel like you just have to jump and yeah. hope. <laughs> that you are caught somehow or just, yeah. you know, you have, like you said, you're one step ahead. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that are there for the long run are going to be there with you throughout the process. You're not just going to have to like be alone. And it sounds yeah. like you had support. It sounds like you had people that were supporting the studio. Did you have friends, family? What kind of support did you have during that time? You know, I think I, I, I have like naturally an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit, mm-hmm. which is just really helpful yeah. in general. For Cause sure. it, it like, it's easier for me to take risks mm-hmm. and just be like, I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen. Right. Let's yeah. see. I got a loan from Mountain BizWorks, oh, which was cool. h- huge. Yeah, so yeah, really yeah. Because at the time, like, I think it would have been really challenging mm-hmm. for me to get a loan from other people. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Shout out to Mountain BizWorks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was a huge that was a huge help. I did a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, campaign yeah. that helped. Very cool. That was helpful, and yeah, you know, and I could just, and that kind of helped me see that. Um, that people were really interested and excited right. about it, yeah. you know? And, and it was helpful that I already, people already knew me mm-hmm. in the, in the dance community yeah. in Asheville, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that was a huge help. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. At least having a jumping off point kind of, not just like, okay, hope yeah, this just, sticks. Yeah. <laughs> just a no... random person yeah. showing up, opening a studio. Yeah. And you kind of laid the foundation before you went back to New York. So you still had mm-hmm. probably some of those connections and then Mountain BizWorks is a huge connection. Yeah. So that's very cool. And then kind of yeah. spreading the word through your GoFundMe. Yeah. It's a great way to like kick off the business versus just opening out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. So what do you feel like has been the most challenging part of running Dance Club and the most rewarding part? The most challenging part, it has changed throughout yeah. the years, you know. Mm-hmm. Currently... I'm, I'm maybe feeling extra sensitive about just making sure everybody's happy, Mm. feels seen and, and appreciated, you know, Mm -hmm. and that students are having fun. Right. Um, and just maybe, you know, because we've been open seven years now and and it's grown a lot. And so that's just more, more of that Mm -hmm. to you know, take on and, and I mean, I'd say I have, uh, cause at the beginning I have gotten a lot better at just being like, well, this is how it is. <laughs> this is, there's some weird, weird ass energy going on in this class, but <laughs> we're going to roll with it, you know? Yeah. Um, cause that is, it's, it's challenging. Like every yeah. single class can be so very different. Right. And mm-hmm. one person's energy can yes. uh, kind of affect yeah. the whole group. Mm-hmm. Being okay with that's that's how it is. Yeah. 
not taking it personally. Uh, that's a key. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like thinking about a situation that just happened. I was teaching a class and I had the weirdest thing happen and it threw uh-huh. me off. It threw uh-huh. everybody off. And I think that's, to me, the hardest part about being a teacher is not letting that affect you because yeah so it's like i think that's the hardest part for me because i'm super sensitive to other people yeah. mm-hmm. and if someone's energy dips this is really funny because luke and i talk about this all the time he's like when my energy dips you can't match me you've got to like keep the energy high so i think yeah that's an amazing skill to have as a teacher otherwise it's really hard yeah (laughs) it really is yeah Yeah. and sometimes I'm better at it than other times yeah just lately Mm -hmm. it's felt like Mm -hmm. (laughs) does does anybody like me oh no No, honestly though I think it feels like that sometimes just in business in general from what I'm noticing and I have to constantly tell myself it literally has nothing to do with me like even mm-hmm. though it feels like it does it doesn't mm-hmm. because if it if it does then <laughs> I'm really gonna you know be struggling so I have to like tell myself you know what like people have so many things going on in their life that I have no idea about like even today with the wedding couple that I had I have a guy and his dynamic is very interesting and I was uh-huh. like, oh, this guy, you know, and then I learned something about him at the end of the lesson where I was like, oh, makes sense. He's been through a lot, you know, uh-huh. so I think we just don't know what people are going through. Yeah. And then if there's like a little tidbit of information, we're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea, you know, so. Yeah, such I a good reminder. Things, yeah. Yeah. But, and that's so, it is so yeah. hard to re- remember that. Yeah, definitely. So what do you love the most about dancing pole or teaching pole? So pole is, it, it can be, it can be so many different things. Like it has so many, so many different like personalities Mm -hmm. in a way, you know, I I feel like there's not, there's nothing like it, Mm -hmm. you know, something that makes me feel sexy as fuck Mm -hmm. and, um, expressive and like, I enjoy Mm -hmm creating on the pole Mm -hmm. and seeing what what kind of movement comes out you know Mm -hmm. when I'm just expressing like really trying to tap into my own Mm -hmm. like pole personality Mm -hmm. and that and then it makes me feel strong Mm -hmm. which is such an amazing feeling you know and something that um you are so strong (laughs) you are like one of the strongest people I always say this but I'm like you and Roxy are two of the strongest people I've ever seen (laughs) like I don't know how you guys do the things that you do like amazing I feel like you could hold on with your pinky (laughs) I do I do actually yeah (laughs) (laughs) I need to see this yeah with a lot of monkey hands on that one finger (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what? I wasn't strong when I started pole. I, you know, I was a personal trainer before right. before doing pole, and I would work out in the gym mm-hmm. all the time. But I, I couldn't do a pull-up mm-hmm. before I started pole. Yeah. And now I can do mini. So yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, and there's, I mean, you know, I hope that people, I mean, I, I feel like I do talk about it a lot that, you know, people, because everyone's like, oh, I'm not strong enough mm-hmm. to do pole. And it's mm-hmm. like... You do it to get strong, you know, that's why you do it. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to see the progression Mm -hmm. and with, with pole, cause it's just like, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's all these different things that you're, that you're working on. And sometimes you think you're never going to get that. And then finally you do. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's something else that you think you're never going to get. And then you do, or, 
you know, just like the quality of your movement changes the more you do it. And then, you know, sometimes when I just want to like, well, I get to like, at this point, it feels good to improvise on the Mm -hmm. pole. So if I'm wanting to like tap into that side Mm -hmm. of my, of, of me, Mm -hmm. then, then it's easy to, to do that with. And, and then like, you know, more doing more like contemporary style, Mm -hmm. like Shauna teaches, you know? Yeah. So it's just, and then the outfits. Ah, the outfits are (laughs) They're so good. And the heels. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just. The whole ass vibe. It's just, yeah. (laughs) It's a whole package that I just feel like there's, there's no other thing. Mm -hmm. That's just one thing that, that can offer so much, I don't know, so much variety and so much like Uh yumminess. It's so satisfying. Yes, and it's amazing because you really tap into all sides of pole. Like, you can, it's so amazing, your performance level, because you can be so sexy and so powerful, and and then you can be hilarious and have everyone, like, crying, laughing in the audience. So I think that's a skill that not a lot of people have, I think, to be able to, like, switch between all these different sides. And, like, not pole's not just sensual. It's also all of these things as well. So do you mm-hmm. have, like, a favorite, like, iconic performance that you've done that you feel like just stands out, whether it's, like, a funny performance or whether it was, like, a really sexy performance? Do you have a fave? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I feel like, um, and, and it's okay. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not... <laughs> Not mad, but I feel like I have a little bit been put into a box, mm-hmm. like at at the studio, like mm-hmm. when performances happen, like I I need to do something funny. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that would suck to be put in that box. <laughs> well, that's I feel like I'd only I don't know I think I'd only seen you perform once at the dance club showcase of some kind, and it was funny. And then uh-huh. I saw you perform at Roxy and Callan's show, and I was like. Is she? Uh-huh. Because it was just such a different vibe. You just do both so well. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, that would make sense that people, obviously they love the funny side of you, but the other side was just, just as like captivating. So it would be, I think a lot of people just like to put a label on others, whether it's performers or um, even, you know, just actors or whatever. We see these people and we're like, this is what they do. This is their thing. And it's Mm -hmm. like, actually we can do so much more than that. Like, you know, but no, I can understand how that would be frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and I think it's, uh, you know, maybe it's, it's more, more unique, like, Mm -hmm. like comedy (laughs) in pole is, is more unique than doing like, that would make sense. But I was never really, I mean, comedy and and performing was m- definitely my thing with burlesque. Like, I always yeah. did comedy burlesque. Right. Like, it was That's never what classic, I was thinking. It, classic, I wonder if it yeah. came from that because I love comedic burlesque. That's very classic and cheeky and... Yeah, that's very cool. That yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah, so I enjoy, but I I never I never felt like I wanted to incorporate comedy mm-hmm. into pole. Mm-hmm. But somehow, <laughs> somehow it happened. Somehow. I don't know. I mean, it's just, you're just like a funny person. When mm-hmm. I mean, like, when I walked in the studio for the f- first time and I saw that tiny mirror 
<laughs> in the bathroom. It's like this little tiny mirror. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Or like the Kathleen faces that are currently also in the bathroom. <laughs> the bathroom. Oh my God. Freaking everybody out. As I, I love those. No, it's so funny. And I feel like someone showed me like an OG. Oh, did we watch? Was that like a birthday video we watched of yours? Uh huh. Like my that? yeah, slow motion surprise party that I threw for myself <laughs> yes. on my fortieth birthday. Yeah, just things like that. I feel like mm-hmm. you're just not afraid to be yourself, and I feel like so many people are that when someone's like that, it's like oh, they're funny or they're this, and it's just like no, they're just embracing all. They're just they're themselves. They're yeah. weird. They're wild. They're sexy. They're fun, and I think. That's why a lot of people relate to you because you bring out this comfortability that not a lot of people have with themselves. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, it is important. It is very important for me to bring humor into mm-hmm. and not not to be super serious, yeah. even about like training mm-hmm. with pole, yeah. you know, because been there, done that, you mm-hmm. know, in the dance world. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's just so uninteresting. Being silly and, 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 you know, a little wackadoodle, like sometimes <laughs> has attracted the, the, the kind of people that, you know, that I want to, yeah that I want to teach and right. that, that I want to work, work with. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, you just went on a little teacher. <laughs> yeah. That I didn't get to go on. I was super bummed because we were moving. Yes. But- Synchronized swimming in the grass. I mean, I think you've got the right group of teachers. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't like I had to talk them into it, you know? <laughs> they were on board from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't seen this video, so they went on a teacher, a dance club teacher retreat to Charleston, and they did synchronized swimming in the grass. And it was the most epic. <laughs> you just have to go watch it to understand. But, I mean, you've definitely drawn the right type of people in because that's just so fun. And, like, what... What dance studio does that? Like, that's so cool. (laughs) I just feel like a lot of businesses or people take things too seriously. And that's even hard for me, too. I'm a Capricorn. I'm very serious a lot of the time. Like, or not even serious, but just in my head a lot. Uh And so I think being able to, like, just let loose and have fun, that's, like, what it's all about. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I'll go through waves, too, where, um, and I know friends and people have heard me say this that I like I'm not funny anymore (laughs) (laughs) and I mean you know sometimes it's like being like it takes time it takes more time to be funny like for me I need to have like a certain amount of downtime Mm -hmm. yeah or like unstructured or like non-work time Mm -hmm to like tap into that right funny side Mm -hmm. so if i'm feeling not funny then something's off you know (laughs) right that's a good indicator for you yeah that you need some like self-care time yeah it's like am i not funny anymore like we gotta check in and like make sure things are good you know yeah yeah for sure Um, so i'm really fascinated just by the culture that you've created at dance club especially for teachers and i'm really interested in leadership specifically because Mm -hmm. being a business owner myself I feel like leadership qualities can make or break a business so what do you feel like has allowed you to keep things organized efficient and fun because like I said you just took this trip that was so fun but also you do have this nice balance of like structure and 
having a profitable business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just fun. It's not just like all the things I feel like you balance both. So what, what skills or are there any like tools or tricks to like mm-hmm. be a great leader, whether mm-hmm. it's a studio or any other kind of business? Mm-hmm. I love me some lists. Oh, yes. I've got, I've got at least five lists going at, you know, at any, any one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, lists. <laughs> I love lists. I, love I spend like half of my time making lists. Yeah. Not, That's great. And, then, and then, like you pen know. to paper lists, not like a note in your phone. No, no, okay. no. Paper. Yeah. Okay. Definitely paper. Yeah. <laughs> lists are big, big time. But you know, I mean, at first, giving away, um, responsibility to other people was really, really challenging, you know, like, Oh, they're not going to be able to do it (laughs) as good as me, or they're not, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to care as much as I do. And so they're not going to do it as well. Or, um, yeah, just like the, the, the whole control thing, you know, I don't think anybody in business is if they want their business to grow is going to be successful if they're not willing to like Mm -hmm. give up control um, and trust, trust people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think allowing people like teachers, allowing them to have the responsibility to Mm -hmm. like create their own thing, you know, like give, give them that freedom to create their own thing. Mm -hmm which feels like, you know, gives them like more ownership or mm-hmm. feeling more a part of, yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. the studio or the yeah. business. Um, but also just, you know, but also just, just knowing, like making sure that people know that this, this is, this is really important to me. Like, and yeah. th- it's important that we create this, this kind of specific environment mm-hmm. and that we help people feel this kind of way mm-hmm you know, and that I don't take that lightly, you know, it's allowing freedom, you know, giving, giving up control, Mm -hmm. uh, and trust, you know, trusting other people that, that, you know, the like amazing people that Mm -hmm. I've helped attract into my life, trusting them and, and then just being like really clear about what's important to me and Mm -hmm. to the business and, yeah, not not giving up on that. The overarching mission of what Dance Club is is always intact, whether you're bringing in new people or not, and you're able to kind of be flexible and fluid. It's so funny because I am so like meticulous with my business stuff. Even I just now gave up control to let someone take my photos and edit them. <laughs> I used to edit all of my photos. I would have like someone take them and then I would edit them because I just couldn't even let someone edit my own photos, you know? So yeah. it's so hard to hand over the reins. Yeah, but it's huge. It's I mean, it will change, it will change, <laughs> it will change your business. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even something that simple, I was like, wow, I have time. Like after a photo yeah. shoot to go do other things and not rush home and edit. Like it's just little things like that slowly. Yeah. Giving it up to people who can do it better than you maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Know, yeah. Um, things like that. I think that's a great reminder. Yeah. I think that, that was an exciting evolution in like my, you know, as, as a studio owner is realizing that like when I started to give up more responsibility and, and then just like Mm-hmm. getting really excited about it well oh maybe yeah maybe I don't have to do this and I don't have to do this and then right. yeah yeah so t- feeling yeah it's just like once once you once you do it and it yeah. goes well and then you're like what have I been 
what have, why have I been doing all of this this right. whole time? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Do you feel like you have a bit more of a, a balance with how you live your life now between like when you started dance club? Do you feel like you were like, work, do you still feel like you're working 24 seven? How do you kind of feel like that balance has evolved? I know mm. balance is like a mm. loose term mm. because I don't know if no. having a business, you ever have it, but I'm wondering if you feel like a little bit more free to have a life outside of it by doing that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely come a long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how long it's been. Maybe four, four years, three or four, maybe four, four or five years (laughs) since I, um, decided to take weekends off, Mm -hmm. which was a, which was a a big big deal. deal. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. as a teacher, because a lot of times there's a lot of things happening on the weekend. Yeah. So for you to be able to be like, those boundaries, I feel like are huge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a that was an exciting moment. Um, <laughs> I I I I think I've always like time finding time, mm-hmm. feeling like I never have enough time. That's that's probably like my life. Like will be working on or well, right. hopefully not for life, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, that's kind of a theme yeah. that I'm aware of. And I want to get better at, um, mm-hmm. feeling like, Oh no, I have time. I have time yeah. to do that. Yeah. Right. If that's something I really want to do, I've mm-hmm. got, I can make time for that. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's always been, that's always been a challenge. But I, I, you know, I do my best to like really take the time off on the weekends. I mean, yeah, you know, Ash joined, I think it was just like a year after we opened. Mm -hmm. And then maybe, I I mean, I have such a horrible memory with Mm -hmm. this sort of thing. But I think maybe a a year after that, she she started working full time, Mm -hmm. like, as a studio manager. Yeah. And that was really scary for me. When oh my I, gosh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you like, were you able to let go or were you like micromanaging for a bit? Do you feel like, or were you able to just be like, okay, I'm handing it to you? Yeah. I think, uh, I think that once I had made that decision, mm-hmm. yeah, well, cause it was kind of new. For, it was new for both of us. Yeah. So I think it was more a mutual, like, you know, checking in more than, yeah, than we, than we have to now. Yeah. Yeah. I think just what, I mean, it was really scary making the decision, Mm -hmm. you know, cause it was paying, paying somebody way more than I, you know, I had ever done before. Um, but it was like, (laughs) yeah, no, I mean the, yeah, Yeah. the business totally grew. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it it allowed for so much more space for mm-hmm. for other things to happen so right yeah extremely grateful like growth has come from how do you feel like the studio has grown the most do you feel like it's word of mouth do you feel like it's people recommending it do you feel like social media plays a part because i feel like you've been in it for so long yes social media was there but like especially in the last few years obviously it's booming more with poll videos and dance videos and stuff but yeah what do you feel like has been a big piece of that growing I mean, I really think a, a word of mouth is is so big in the mm-hmm. in such a small yes. you know town. Mm-hmm. So that that's pretty huge, you know. But it is cool to see to to see that that social media like really does work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's that's kind of exciting, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, Ash puts a lot of a lot of energy and yeah. 
time into the into our social media. Mm-hmm. So when when you can actually see like that's cool. Yeah, yeah the difference that it makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. It's important for I feel like for dancers finding a space online because dance videos is just a huge way to promote classes and give people kind of an inside scoop as to what your classes are like or what the studio environment is like and dance club does a great job of that so I'm sure that's a big piece of that and I want to know I know you have probably some amazing epic hilarious stories and memories either from teaching or performing so give us some of your faves because humor is a huge piece of who you are. And I'm sure there's been some moments where you look back and you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe that happened. Or I can't believe I did that. Or I can't believe that was said or whatever. Do you uh-huh. have any that just like uh-huh. stand out? Well, probably one of my favorites is, did, did, have you heard the story of, of Dance Club, the name? I I, so. I, 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 I made a video curious. last or I guess it was this year, yeah, when we did 30 Days of Improv. Okay. I, I wanted to share the story of where Dance Club, the name, came uh-huh. from. And when I was in New York, I created what I called Dance Club. Mm-hmm. And it was just me and like 10 of my weird-ass modern dance <laughs> dancer friends that were just like up for... I mean, this this was one of the great things about New York because I had yeah. so many friends that were that were dancers mm-hmm. that lived in New York that were like, you know, they were figuring things out just mm-hmm. like I was, and they were just like up for whatever, yeah. any idea, anything that I wanted to create, they were they yeah. were down for it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I created this group called Dance Club. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! <laughs> and our tagline was experimentally experimenting with experimental experiments. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. And we just did some weird ass things. Yeah. Like um, some of them having nothing to do with dance. Okay. One of them was. <laughs> I kind of love it because I swear it was like there are at least 10 of us yeah. in my apartment. And so what, so basically the, I was going to, I called my sister uh-huh. who also lived in New York at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, okay, everybody, I'm going to talk to my sister and everybody try to talk with me. Like try to say everything that I'm saying <laughs> as I'm saying it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> It freaked my sister out so much. I mean, and then it just, because it freaked her out. I mean, I was basically like, hey, Steph, how are you? What's going on? And maybe I was talking a little slower so that they could try to mimic me, you know, at the same time. Yeah. And so, like, to her, it sounded like this weird-ass, like, strange... Yeah. This strange like echo and and she got really mad. She was like, What is going on? What are you doing? <laughs> and and then it and then it started to make me feel weird. Yeah. I mean I felt like I was tripping at some point. But... That sounds a little trippy. <laughs> yeah. That many people repeating you and you're like, okay, am I in the twilight zone? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. So funny. Yeah. And, yeah. But that's so cool that you had the club, literal dance club. Uh-huh. I was always curious how the name like came to be. Anything else that you guys did that was just weird? Yes. Yeah. Um 
I, so I was really into like very synchronized movement. Mm -hmm. I like got really into the Rockettes. Oh yeah. I was kind of upset. I thought like, I thought that I didn't, I wouldn't really like the Rockettes. Mm -hmm. And then I went to see them when my dad came to town. Amazing. I would mention, I was obsessed. Obsessed. Oh my God. So it's just like so beautiful to see so many people doing it's mesmerizing all like, yeah. So synchronized perfectly. Um, yeah. So we, I choreographed like a few things that we did on the subway. Okay. Like we, we all, we wore like all black, like black mini skirts and Mm -hmm. black hose and, and, slick slick back our hair and uh-huh. wore red lipstick and we would go and we it would it'd be kind of like <laughs> choreographed like pedestrian like yeah. movement uh-huh. but we were doing it all together mm-hmm. like kind of sitting across from each other on the on the um subway benches mm-hmm. and then we would just do it it'd be like 30 seconds to a minute and then we would just go <laughs> off and get into the other car <laughs> just like just giving people this just like yeah. strange experience you know walking into this that's yeah, great. yeah. I was really inspired by Improv Everywhere, which is a group mm-hmm. that I think it was mainly in New York. Mm-hmm. It was just this group that would get just like hundreds of people together, and wow. they would do these weird experiments. Like they, like one of them was they they got all these identical twins together. Oh my gosh! And they had them get on the subway and there, there would be like 10 of them, mm-hmm. you know, like 10 identical twins. They would dress exactly the same mm-hmm. and they would get on the subway and they would sit across from each other and they would do the exact same thing. That is trippy. Yeah. Can you imagine being <laughs> on that and be like, what? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. that's, um, yeah. One of the reasons why I was attracted to, cause when I was teaching jazz funk, when mm-hmm. I first moved to Asheville, I would teach, eight week series mm-hmm. where we, I would teach them a whole dance and then we would go out and flash mob it in oh, different so fun. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I flash Bring mobbed back in the flash mob. <laughs> I know I flat, I got flash mobbed out. You did? I bet Yes. You did. Because I mean, you know, Asheville is still small and there's only so many people, so many places you can surprise people with yeah. a dance. They're yeah. like, oh, not them again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? That's so funny. Yeah, yeah we did it because we I did it that. in Ingalls and, and Harris Teeter and, and Trader Joe's. and. How fun is that? Yeah, all over downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's great. Well, yeah, it's just it just goes to show, like, how much you really have consistently brought that element of fun into everything that you've done and it's evolved over the years but it still could stay consistent you're still always like trying to figure out how to make something more enjoyable or yeah. things that are just oh we just take a dance class but it's like so much more than just a dance class and you're able to kind of bring your unique personality into it which makes people enjoy it more yeah yeah so i would love to know what exciting things are coming up for you for dance club i know there's a showcase being planned currently so what's kind of on the horizon for kathleen or dance club (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's a great question i i mean i feel lucky in a way that like dance club has been so successful Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm not, I've never been very good at like looking very far mm-hmm. in advance into the future. Mm-hmm. So Ashlyn, I could tell you what's happening in October. Yeah. We're having a student show. 
<laughs> I love it. That's great, though. Um, yeah. It's just some, some, well, actually, there there are some things that I, I'm not ready to share. Yeah. But some things that will hopefully be exciting yeah. in the great. future. Okay. And I'm not just making <laughs> something up. There really is something that I'm thinking about that I'm just, uh, yeah, That's not ready to share. And um, did you know I'm going to... I'm going to Germany to get a tattoo. No. <laughs> That's so cool. Where are you it's going? A, and, and I will be taking pole dancing classes while I'm cool. there. Oh, I feel That's like, a, is this the tattoo that you were talking about? I think maybe in class once. What, what kind of tattoo is it? You said it's like a... Yeah. Yeah. Flowers on my chest. chest. Tattoo. That's yeah. what it was. Oh, yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. When are you going? September, like the end of September. Okay. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. I love that you're going for the tattoo. That's amazing. That's amazing. Did you just find this like artist or have you been to this person before or? Yeah, no, I've just found her. I've been following her online for a while and, uh, yeah, and I've been wanting to go to back to Berlin for a while. So okay, so you've been before. Yeah, but a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, it was like right after college. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. all excited to see that. I'm so excited. <laughs> and it will. It be won't amazing. be fake. It won't be a fake tattoo. <laughs> It'll be real this time. <laughs> Did you have a fake tattoo before? Oh yeah, okay. I've I've been known to wear some pretty epic temporary tattoos i love that what's like the most epic one that you've worn i did i got this i mean it's like these really beautiful like very lifelike temporary tattoos mm-hmm. that are big right and i put one on my chest uh-huh did and, people uh, think it was real maybe by that time they oh. caught on <laughs> There were, I did have a lion on my thigh one uh-huh. time that a lot of people thought was real. That's kind of cool, though, because do sometimes you realize, like, oh, I maybe would have gotten this, but now getting a temporary one, I'm like, oh, I would not have wanted this for very long. Because I feel like that's kind of a cool thing about temporary tattoos. You can play around with it, and then, like yeah. you said, like the chest, if you love it, then you can get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's super helpful. It's very cool, because I feel like I'm very indecisive. So being able to see it on myself and be like, do I actually like this for more than like yeah. a week? Yeah. Well, you cool. know they have that that it's it's like a a business where you can really? where you can create Smart. a tattoo and then you send it to them, they make a temporary tattoo out of it. Oh, and I they, love that. Yeah. That's very cool. I know. I right? have so it's many great I feel idea. like I would love to try. A little bit like I don't know how that's gonna look on me because I'm, yeah. I'm a minimalist tattoo person. I have little tattoos, uh-huh. but I don't have anything like big yet. Yeah, I'm so excited. Well, I don't to have any. Tattoo. I don't, you don't have any. No, this will All be my temporary. first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's great. This will be a real tattoo. You're hearing it first, maybe. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. And where can people find you on social media? Pimp yourself out on yeah boo underscore velvet Mm -hmm. on instagram yeah that's pretty much the only place i'm Mm -hmm. hanging out really on social media yeah and follow dance club yeah of course yeah dance Dance club for sure (laughs) yeah and all of um kathleen's info and dance club's info will be in the show notes so that you babes can take a class follow along on kathleen's instagram and see her epic tricks She's a great follow. <laughs> Very entertaining as well. I love your live posts when you do like live videos. Whether it's the raffles or whatever, you just always are just 
Oh if Kathleen God. is live, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for being on the podcast. You've been such a great guest, and I'm just so excited for all the babes of DCA and beyond to hear this episode. I think they're really going to love hearing more about you. Yay. Yeah, I hope they learn something new. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. And um, hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast again. Soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, so good. Thank you, babes, so much for joining me today. If you love this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps the podcast to be discovered by even more amazing humans who could benefit from this work and from healing in a heal. And if you screenshot your rating and review and send it to ashlyntorydance at gmail.com or send it to me on Instagram, I will send you a free burlesque workshop as a gift. Also, don't forget to follow along on Instagram at hi.vibe.heal to stay up to date on all the heels, burlesque, spirituality, and empowering content that your soul desires.